Happy Saturday, everyone. I'm your host. Welcome to another episode, another podcast of the Daily Mind. Um, it's cold outside. It really is cold outside. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but um, there's a big Arctic jet stream that's like freezing a good portion of the country and putting a lot of people in snow, right? So, yeah, I'm down here in Tennessee, and it's dipping almost into teens at night, which is bizarre. But the way we are positioned in the country, we're damn near like the South slash Midwest. We're like in the worst place for all types of weather phenomenon. Um, so, yeah, if you are in the area or if you're in any of these cold places, stay warm. So, in the meantime, I'm going to warm you up with this episode. <laughs> so, today, speaking of homes and stuff um <clears throat> we're gonna talk about something that came to my mind this morning after i read a few things about this it actually popped up on my uh facebook feed and it has become a topic of discussion for a very long time especially now in days with this um current economy and climate um i'm gonna talk about adult children living at home past 18. I know that that's not gonna be the title, but you guys kind of get the idea of what this episode is about. Basically, living at home past 18 and 21, right? So always for years, right, for decades even, the general consensus has always been that by the time you are 18 or 21, it's time to fly the nest, right? It's time to you know, leave, leave the leave the nest, fly the coop, right? You know, basically going out into your own. Uh, going to college, maybe finding your own apartment or, you know, traveling, whatever, right? Just go away, get out the house, right? But for the past few years, um, and even for a little bit, depending on uh, tradition and culture, that has been less and less of a thing. Adults are now finding themselves living at home with their parents past 21. And of course, back back a long time, and even in some cases now, you will look, people will look at a person like that and be like, oh, they're just lazy. You know what I mean? Like, why are you still home at 21 years old? You know, you're an adult. You should be out on your own. However, sir, uh, however, comma, um, there's a lot of financial hardships, not just for the young adults, but also for the parents that might need that extra financial help. So, of course, um, in some cases, parents and their children or their adult children, right, come to a mutual agreement. Now, in some cases, um, some parents let their adult um, children live with them rent-free in some cases, right? Others make them pay rent, and some just want some sort of financial contribution, right? Or just something you're doing to contribute to the house, whether it be buy food, help out with groceries, or stuff like that. So what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to break this down because I'm going to tell you right now, for like all of my like African-American listeners, Latino listeners, well, African-American listeners, right? Black listeners. Um, you, you, you know, this resonates with you when it, like when it comes to um, when you reach an adult, like, yo, I want you 18, you're 21. You go, if you living with me, you got to pay rent in this house. I know I've heard it myself. If you are African-American and you have like you get 18 21 or even like before you hit that age i'm pretty sure your mom or dad hit you with the hey son hey hey daughter whatever hey when you get to this point you're gonna be paying rent up in here i've heard it and i know people that that has happened to right um and a lot of people are starting to disagree with this to a point because you know back 
when it probably was a lot easier once you turn 18 or 21 to venture out find an apartment was a lot, lot cheaper back in the day being out on your own wasn't as risky now today you know you go out on your own it's a financial risk and a lot of people who leave end up having to live with someone right well they don't even have to be family it could be a roommate whatever right somebody's got to live with someone to survive nowadays right i mean you got inflation your fears of recession um you know hourly pay is going up but inflation is catching up to it and soon that that fifteen dollars is starting to look like seven dollars an hour now right so you got to do what you got to do to keep a roof over your head and a spoon in your mouth with food in it so what's happening again is parents are just letting their kids stay under some circumstances right so let's go with like black families right and on this episode is not just on black families. We're gonna I'm gonna try to find the traditional and the financial breakdown to this. Like with black families, right? Um, because the general consensus is that your parents struggled, right? Or whatever the case is, right? But when they were young or whatever, you know, maybe things were different when they got 18, 21. But maybe also they're like, listen, you know, you're an adult, you know, you could be finding a job by the time you're 17, 18, you can help with the house, blah, 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 right? Again, not all black families. It is circumstantial, right? It some depends on your the, the the class. It'd be middle class, whatever, right? Now, if you're an upper, like if you're a rich black black family, or let's just not even use race in this case, right? Let's just say um, you're rich, right, and you basically or just want to stay at home, right? You know, whatever they might let you stay at home. They got the money and the means to let you stay. But some families is just not the case. Okay, so wait, I'm going to harp back a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm going to harp back a little bit on black families. So I heard this myself growing up. Like by the time you're 18, 21, you got to contribute to the house. Now, of course, you look at it like, you know, well, how can I contribute? I have this little job. How am I going to contribute to the house? But they're looking at it as like, look, I took care of you all this time. For 18, 21 years. If you're going to live with me, you got to. You got to pay your way, right? And there's always a conflict with that because it's like the the kids will be like, well, you know, I don't know if I can do this. And then they're like, oh, I want to move out on my own. And parents will be like, all right, well, all right, fuck it. Go leave, right? Go, go, go find out how hard life is, right? They'll kind of try to convince you how life, how hard things are out there. And they're not lying completely, right? They're not lying. But they'll tell you to go out, find your way, right? You go out and find your way. You get you a little job, you get your apartment. Things fell through. Now you got to go back home and it's like, shit, they were right. So now you come back home and you're like, all right, well, I'll give you time to get yourself together. And then when you get a job, you can contribute, whatever, right? It's an endless generation. It's a generational curse, I guess you can say, right? Because again, like back in the day, you became 21 years old. It was easy, you know, but now it's kind of like, it's hard. It's hard to be out on your own. I know quite a few people that are still living with their parents. And I look, I got nothing against that, right? Because you got to do what you got to do as long as there's a mutual understanding and a respect, right? Because now you're an adult living with your parents. You're not a kid living with your parents, right? You should, you still got to have a certain respect and a mutual financial, emotional agreement and understanding of sorts, right? So that's been seen as a generational curse within black families, right? Um, oh man, when you get older, you got to get up out of here or you got to pay rent. I'm telling you, I've shit. My ex-wife was the same way that she, I've heard it all the time. She lived with her mom, um, around the time we were married for a bit. And it was like, you know, you don't pay, you don't contribute. You got to get the fuck out. 
it's it just seems to be a generational curse will the curse break i don't know right i think over time it will but right now no it's just because um we see ourselves as we struggle more than everybody else and we have to work harder for everything else so this is why this type of tough love i think exists within the black community and at the same time it's also damaging because we should be trying to uplift our kids not down damage them right but i understand the disposition right now when it comes to latino families right now latino families are a little different quite different if you will um latino families tend to keep their kids with them right now it's it's more like I, I i don't know how to say it without sounding crazy but it's more like you know it's their kid regardless no, no no matter how they see their adult kid they still see them as little so they still feel somewhat obligated to take care of them now don't get me wrong in some cases there's got to be some sort of contribution they may not necessarily ask for rent but they sure will ask to help out around the house right more or less at least that's what i've also heard from people uh, my latino hispanic friends and stuff like that like i know a few of them that are still at home with their with their um with their mom and dad with like not much issue at all they just got this understanding right and then uh, oddly enough what also inspired this episode was when i said i think it was yesterday when i was uh stationed out in italy right the more traditional aspect it seemed more as a tradition or a custom for kids to live with their parents well into their 30s right in italy right the the economy and the unemployment is crazy and the way they get paid out there they don't get paid every week or two weeks like we do they get paid every month so you can imagine you get a one lump sum of money for that month right i don't think that's enough for any 21 22 year old to kind of rock on right so they stay home and and their parents are way more welcoming about it they don't really ask for much they just want the kid to be home it's more like a you know being a family unit right like latin it's like latinos italians which is all fall in the same category are very close-knit um family units and it's seen as having everybody at home all at the same time right even like if you're not paying rent or you're paying a little sum or maybe you're contributing the italians are the same way out there and, and i was just like wow and i could see why and i'm not judging that right hey everybody has their traditions right that's just what it is that's the way they do it i can't knock it right same thing here in the u.s um there's certain different circumstances to why people are where they are right um <clears throat> so i guess i went out on my own i'm i probably went out on my own when i was like 23 or whatever i got married and that fell through and stuff like that but i found myself going back home for a little bit and then leaving again once i joined the military and I've been on my own ever since. So, like, um, I know family members in my family that are still living with their parents, and they contribute. All they do is just contribute or they work with their parents, right? That's just what it is. As long as there's some sort of balance, some sort of understanding, it's all good, right? So I'm going to look up some articles real quick as I go along to help support this argument, right? And, um, you know, it's uh, – and what, like – people around experts and other people say about staying at home after 18 because this is all this has been a debate for a while and it's coming up more now than it has before given the economy you know especially after the pandemic right a lot of people lost jobs and stuff like that and that kept a lot of younger adults um home right 
it's just what it, it's just unfortunately what it is um so i found an article but i here's one from um yeah here's one from september 4th 2020 from the pew research center right i'm going to read a little bit of this article from a more professional perspective right um of course this is the time where the coronavirus was at its peak right a lot of people were losing jobs people weren't able to work things were closing down and stuff like that so i'm going to read a little bit of this and then we'll get into it breaking down a little bit more um the headline is the majority of young adults in the u.s live with their parents for the first time since the great depression now this is still continuing now as we speak so this even though this story is just two years old it still resonates with what's going on right now um the coronavirus outbreak has pushed millions of Americans, especially young adults, to move in with family members. The share of the 18 to 29-year-olds living with their parents has become a majority since the U.S. coronavirus cases began spreading earlier this year, surpassing the previous peak during the Great Depression era. In July, check this out, 52% of young adults resided with one or both of their parents, up from 47% in February, according to a research. The number living with parents grew from 26.6 million, an increase of 2.6 million from February. The number and share of young adults living with their parents grew across the board for all major racial and ethnic groups, men and women, and metropolitan rural residents. Now, remember what I said when I broke it down more of an ethnic thing, right? Now... It seems like from this, everybody, regardless of race, creed, color, is starting to live with their parents. Before, it used to be like, um, you know, it, it used to be more of a racial or financial economic class thing where, like, I don't know, like white, um, Asian, they would move out, go to college, whatever. But now even they're starting to find themselves living at home, too, right? Or people who were upper, upper middle class it's starting to also see themselves living at home with their parents. And this is all because of the ripple effect that the coronavirus has had across the board, right? Um, let's see. I'm going to read this other part. The share of um, young adults living with their parents is higher than in any previous measurement. Based on the current surveys and decennial censuses, before 2020, the highest measured value was in 1940 census at the end of the Great Depression, where 48% of young adults live with their parents. The peak may have been higher during the worst of the Great Depression. Again, when times are bad, you got to do what you got to do, right? If you got to move back home, help make ends meet, you got to do it. And like I said, the Great Depression, that was even worse than what we're going through now. So you can imagine back then. You know, and it might have been my it might have been a little easier to stay at home, but it, you know. The, the, the general thing is still there. Uh, let me see. Let me get into the meat and potatoes of this article. Um, okay, here we go. Young adults have been particularly hard hit by this year's pandemic and economic downturn and have been more likely to move than other age groups. According to the Pew Research Center, about one in 10 adults, that's 9% people, said they relocated temporarily or permanently due to the coronavirus outbreak. And about the same share, 10%, had somebody move into their household. Among all adults who moved, who moved due to the pandemic, 23% said that the most important reason was because their college campus had closed. And 18% said it was due to job loss and other financial reasons. So it's kind of like what I've been kind of poking at earlier in the episode is things shut down. So a lot of people had no choice but to go, especially college campuses where it had a large dwelling of people when this outbreak happened. 
and it was seen as a health risk. So a lot of colleges kind of like said, hey, no, go home, right? Do online classes, you know, go home. And then, of course, a lot of jobs shut down because especially restaurants, right? They had to shut down because people couldn't like go to the restaurants and eat. And then that's where like the rise of Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub just fucking exploded because a lot of people couldn't go to work or get out even. Right. So a lot of people had to get temporarily laid off. Um, It says this, these new um, living arrangements may have had an impact not just on young adults and their families, but on the U.S. economy overall, reflecting the importance of the housing market to overall economic growth. Even before the outbreak, the growth in new households trailed population growth, um, in part because people were moving in with others. So in other words, what this did was it fucked up the housing market because now that people didn't have the money or the financial confidence to go out and buy homes and stuff like that because they're, they're not working and had to move back at home, it slowed the, the housing market, right? It was like, okay, nobody's buying homes now because now nobody can afford them because they can't work. So what this also did, it changed the job market quite a bit because now also a lot of people are working from home because of this. I, my my, um, my stepmother, for example, she works from home because of the pandemic. Still working though, but nonetheless, she works from home. Um, let's see. Let's get into some more of this. Uh, yeah, it says, um, there also may be a decline in the number of renters and homeowners overall. Yeah, because obviously... You can't afford rent because you're not working, so you got to live at home. Uh, you know, this, <laughs> and this ripple effect, it's still happening now. So I'll read this last part um, real quick because I'm not going to get too much into this. It says the youngest adults, 18 to 24, accounted for most of the growth in the number of 18 to 29 year olds living with their parents from February to July. 2.1 million of 2.6 million was attributable to them. Uh, the most in this young age group already live with their parents, but the share grew to 71%. So you mean, you got, you got, uh, people who are already living with their parents, right. That made up a certain statistic, but it increased when more people decided to go home or they didn't really decide to go home. They just didn't have a choice, but to go home because it was a difference between being homeless and having a roof over your head. Right. And this is still becoming a thing. And there was an article also from uh, CNBC. This was a year before that says this is the age when it becomes embarrassing to live with your parents. Again, it's circumstantial, right? A lot of cultures, it depends, right? They may see certain cultures and, you know, customs, they see it as, oh, you know, no, nah, it's cool to live with your parents, like the Italians, right? And, and Latino families or, you know, and then others are just like, oh, man, no, you got to get up out of here. You know what I mean? You can't just live here forever, right? It's all circumstantial. Um I'm going to get into this article real quick, right? Because it kind of goes with what we're talking, what I'm talking about here. Um, this is from CNBC. This was a year prior to 2020. Um, and the article, the headline says, this is the age when it becomes embarrassing to live with your parents. And I see this even online. I see people get ripped and dragged online, especially social media. Like, oh, you live with your mom. You can't talk shit. You're an adult. You're supposed to have a car, a job, a house. And yo, you don't understand, man. It's almost impossible for a lot of people to do this. Um Let's see. It says, key points, there's now less stigma around living with your parents into your 20s. Yet younger generations and parents agree age 28 is when it starts to get embarrassing. Adult children and parents who live together should come up with a plan to make sure both sides make positive financial progress. I said this earlier. There has to be a financial agreement to this. Mom and dad are struggling. Hey, son, come home. Hey, you're working, right? You want to live with us? 
but almost like rent free, but you can help out and contribute, come live with us. Make then this agreement happens, right? Because parents have taken care of us when we're young, right? We should be able to take care of our parents if necessary when we're older, right? And again, that's where that mutual agreement comes in. So I'm going to dig into a little bit into this article, right? Um, it says, moving back in with your parents after college is not a new concept, but around age 28, it starts to get old. This That's when the situation begins to get embarrassing, according to a new survey from TD Ameritrade. That goes for all generations survey, including young millennials and even younger Gen Z respondents, as well as parents. About one third of Gen Z members said it would be embarrassing to live at home at age 30 and up, while 44% of millennials said the same. Meanwhile, 45% of parents agreed. Overall, the stigma around children living at home into their 20s has decreased, according to Ameritrade. Quote, more and more young adults are looking to save money in some way, um, said Christine Russell. Obviously, living with their parents is an easy way to do that. One reason kids move back in with their parents is student debt, cited by 31% of millennials and 20% of Gen Zers. Other financial goals that have been delayed by college loans, including buying a home, getting married, having children, saving for retirement. Uh, many adult children who live at home are not paying rent, the survey found. Those who do pay rent, pay to live at home, are shelling out an average of $500 a month. Facts. I know somebody who was living at home for a bit, and they were shelling out three to $400. Again, it's not like you're paying the $1,200, $1,500 towards the rent. I mean, of the rent itself, you're paying a portion of that or to just keep the lights on. Um, it says, for both children and parents in this situation, it's important to set goals. Adult children may want to think of this as a, quote, gap year or two to get themselves on solid financial footing. This can enable them to knock down the debts and build their credit. Um, a lot of parents are like that too. It's like, hey, and yes, even some even some black parents too, I've heard too, they're like, hey, you know what? Just help with the house. Or no, don't even help with the house. Just get your shit together for a few months. Give them some time. Stack your bread up. And then you're good. Other parents might be like, no, um, you're going to have to contribute to the house. Now, there's also been a, looked at as how is that even fair, right? Because as the parents, a lot of, you know, some people see it this way. Why should I have to contribute to the house? You're an adult. You know, you should already be financially stable, mom and dad. But mom and dad might be like, well, you know what? You're living here with us. You got to help out. But can it just also be that mom and dad are struggling to, get, to keep themselves afloat and that they're just using you as a way to help out? I don't know. Every situation is circumstantial. It's every it's, it's it's everybody's got a different thing going on with their household and how it's financially set up, right? But like I said, like um, like this last this one part in this article, right? This is a really good article. I think that helps. Uh, contributing something to the household budget, whether it be rent or utility payments, should also be part of that. I agree. I agree to a point. Like okay. You know, it also helps to instill in your head that responsibility and not that being in like you're being enabled, right? Because you're an adult, right? You should already have a general idea on how to pay bills, what you need to pay. Because remember, you're there to help out and to get your shit together. But you have to keep in your mind you're there and you're paying and you're an adult. So when you get out and you go to your own place, you have to pay bills too. If you get too comfortable at home, because there are some people out there that get very that they get very comfortable and don't want to leave, and that's also can be the parent fault for enabling this. Like, 
this whole, hey, don't worry about it, son. You can chill out here. You don't got to worry about nothing. You don't want to do that. You want to give them some time. Yes, you want to give them some financial freedom, but you got to give them some sort of a time hack, right? Hey, get your stuff together. Save your money. When you're good to go, you know, you go. But if you let your adult son or daughter live at your house rent-free and don't have to do shit, good luck with trying to get them out the house because you're probably not because you let them live like that. And the minute you say, I need help with something, they're going to just be like, what? What do you mean you need help with something? You should already get it. You should already have your shit together. Why should I help you? Right? (laughs) I'm telling you, you got to walk a fine line with this, but it really comes down to the mutual agreement. It's kind of like a job interview, um, signing a contract like, hey, son, all right, hey, listen, you could always, the door is always open for you, right? But just know when you come back, you got, you lay out those ground rules, right? The basics, like you got to help out with this, or we're going to let you save your money for that, or we just need a little bit of help with this. You need to make this very clear before they move back in. Because if not, you're going to have that problem where they just don't feel like they need to do shit. And it says here, parents in turn can use that support, right, that they get from their kids um, to build their retirement savings. Quote, I would encourage parents to be financially transparent and involve their children in conversations about their own financial planning. Yes, absolutely. Each one can teach one, right? The parents can teach their kids while they're living with them, like, hey, man, this is what you do when you work. Yeah, I'll help you set up a savings. I'll help you save up a, a bank account, whatever the case is, right? The kids at home can be like, hey, all right, hey, mom and dad, I want you guys to retire comfortably. I'm going to help out with your retirement. Or I'm going to help out with this so that you guys can save for your retirement, right? Again, it goes back to that mutual agreement, right? Um, Yeah. And see, like... I don't know. It's just something about here in America that staying at home past 18 is frowned upon, right? Like I said, anywhere else around the world, it is common to see adults adults still living with their parents, right? It's seen as more common. Here in America, we are very spoiled, entitled people, right? We've been drilled with this idea that by the time you're 18 and 21, you should be free. You're emancipated. You're an adult. Yes, this is true, Right. But there are hurdles and things that come to play when this happens, right? So for those who with younger kids, right, you know, it's good to start teaching your kids financial literacy very, very early. Because I'm not saying that the economy, I can't completely blame the economy for certain shortfalls, right? But it is a contributing factor. But it can also be that a lot of parents have not really taught their kids financial literacy, right? It starts with a piggy bank, right? Or it starts with you paying your kids for chores, right? Like when they do chores, you give them a little $5 for a chore or whatever the case is, and you teach them how to save money, the value of money. That may also somewhat um, prevent having your kids stay at home with you past a certain age. That could help. I'm not saying that is the all is all answer because there are financial things that happen outside of the home. But- it can help somewhat, somewhat dive, like kind of circumvent around that just a little bit so that maybe they don't have to stay at home with you, that maybe they'll have such a concept with money that they'll know how to save the money. They'll know the value of saving money and earning money and stuff like that, right? It starts young with it, right? It can help. It might help you as the parent in the future, right? Because maybe they might get so good with money, they can help you out, right? 
or if they move in with you or whatever the case is, right? Whatever. Like it just start young, right? All I'm saying is this in short, before I wrap this up, there's nothing wrong in this day and age. If you have to stay at home to just, just make sure you get something out of it. Make sure both parties are getting something out of it, right? If you're struggling, you just want to get a place, but you need to save money, find a job if you can, right? However, you got to make the money, save that money and, and just build on that and go on your own if you need that help. And for the parents, um, Try to be a little bit understanding. Like nowadays, the times where you, the parents grew up is different from the times that your kids are growing up right now, right? And I'm also saying this, you got to teach one. Each one will teach one, right? You can still teach them as an adult, right? But don't enable. Don't just let them have free range of everything where you just want to see their face. They're adults. They have, they have to be on their own. You have to treat them like adults. But if you want them within your company, and you don't have them contribute to nothing, just be aware of the consequences because they're not always good. I've heard cases where kids, adult kids killed their parents as soon as the parents asked for some shit, a little bit of money here and there. It happens. Just be mindful. All right, hey, I'm going to wrap this episode up. We're already damn near 30 minutes in. Hey, I appreciate the support, especially out of Texas. And shout out to my uh, brother-in-law who lives out in Texas who is spreading the word. I'm getting like listeners from everywhere in Texas. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Spread the word. Tell your friends. This is a very unusual podcast compared to others, but hey, I I keep it as real as I can, and it's ad-lib, unscripted. All right, so hey, thanks for listening to The Daily Mind. I'm your host, Austin. We'll do this again tomorrow. I got two weeks off. I got nothing but time here, right? So hey, just keep tuned. Tell your friends. Love you guys, and yeah, we'll do this uh, tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Ciao.